back to Then Again. I am Marie Barlett, and I am the director of the Ada May Ivester Education Center here at the Northeast George History Center. And today I have with me Jack Weinstein, the president of the board of the Augusta Jewish Museum located in Augusta, Georgia. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. So could you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I've been in Augusta for 53 years. I own a business in town. Uh, it's a family business that uh, my father-in-law started 75 years ago. And uh, uh, I came here after graduating college and uh, uh, have become a part of the community, work very active in a lot of community events. So could you now tell our listeners a little bit about how you became involved with the Augusta Jewish Museum and how the museum came to be? Okay. Uh, six years ago now, the uh, county had made the decision to tear down the buildings for a parking lot. And uh, when we heard that, we went to community meetings and we went to the council, uh, the community council. And when we did, we spoke to them, gave them all the reasons should be here, but they wouldn't listen for quite a while. And finally, we convinced them. And the only way they would do that is we said that we would open a Jewish museum within five years. The deadline was the 26th of August in 2021, and uh, we finished four days earlier on the 22nd. And uh, we believe at that time they agreed, and the building is now ours. Uh, the actual deed for the entire complex was turned over to us at the Augusta Jewish Museum. So when you say that they wanted to tear down these two buildings for a parking lot, can you tell us about these two buildings and why they are so historically significant and why they should be saved. So let's start with um, the first building, which is the oldest synagogue in the state of Georgia. And I mean, that alone should be a historical significance enough to make sure that it is saved. It is the oldest Jewish synagogue in the state of Georgia. It was uh, opened in 1869. So can you tell us a little bit about that building first? Yeah, that building was uh, one of the problems we have in Augusta is that uh, historic buildings don't mean anything like they do in other cities. I grew up in Mobile, Alabama, and you couldn't take down anything. There's, there's placards on every building. Here, the reason we fought is the parking lot was more significant than what we're doing. The building is, uh, the building itself acted as a synagogue. Uh, the bottom of it was used as a Sunday school. Uh, I learned during the time that the bottom of it used for uh, Boy Scout meetings, things like that. And the, the building itself, it's, it's the, the actual design of the building is very unique to, uh, to, to the Georgian area itself. Uh, it was uh, sold to, in 1950, it was sold to an engineering firm because uh, the building was not large enough for the synagogue itself to be used. Uh, when we did that, we were able to find history where we could find what it looked like during that time. And we've got a lot of documents and so forth. And we were able to, um, when, the, when the engineering company bought it, they turned it into office buildings and added another floor into the building. So uh, uh, we had to go and get a, a demolition company to come in and destroy the second floor so that now we have a building that is completely empty at this point but actually the historic building is there. So you have the outer shell, of course, <laughs> with the historic facade, which is, as you were saying, it's very unique to, to Georgia. It's a Greek revival style temple. It has the columns and the pediment and 
is a unique styled building. I don't know if I've ever witnessed a synagogue that looks quite like the one that you've saved. So not, not only from a cultural standpoint, but also from a historical architecture standpoint, uh, this building is significant. And now you, you have basically restored that building from an office building to, to look like it did when it was originally opened. At least that, that is going to be, it's open again in the inside and then That's it's the open to restore it. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the second building that you also saved, which apparently has no relation to the synagogue necessarily, uh, but is also still historically important. It's a little bit older. It's from 1860. So can you tell us a little bit about this second building, the Court of Ordinary Building? Yeah, this building uh, was one of the early totally fireproof buildings. It, uh, it acted as a Court of Ordinary, which was like the equivalent of probate court now. And the design was you walked in the front door and there was a lobby and then there was a courtroom on the left and the right. The, the fact of the building being fireproof, it eventually became, uh, holds all the records for the, the Richmond County in there. And uh, later they made it their IT building until that got too small. And uh, they added to the back of it when they had it, but they didn't want us to survive. So they tore out the back of it, which actually added significant amount of money more for us to get it like we want. But we were able to restore the floors in the two buildings, they're real marble, and uh, we were able to bring it back to the way it really needs to look. The idea of this building will allow us to uh, have a hallway going from that building into the bottom of the synagogue building to expand the museum. Uh, the museum itself is uh, going to be four pillars. That's the way we built it. That's why, why we call it the four pillars, the pillars of the building. And the four pillars, the first one is the Jewish uh, contributions to the CSRA. And we'll have in there professional exhibits being made right now to show the, the merchants that came here in 1802 and all the way through to uh, uh, doctors and lawyers and arts and all the different things that were developed in the Jewish community for the entire community. And then uh, uh, the second pillar is uh, Jewish traditions. And in that way, the, uh, the exhibit committee right now is building exhibits that will have rails uh, and, and have a lot of, we got some screens that will show it. And we're talking about Jewish uh, foods and Jewish holidays and those kind of things that most people don't really know about and give us the opportunity to show people what Judaism really does. The third pillar is for, um, for Israel. And in Israel, we have, we're trying to show the religious significance of all religions for Israel, but also the importance that, of what they've done to the world and agriculture and, and science and medicine. And that's the fourth pillar, third pillar. The fourth pillar is Holocaust. And in the Holocaust, we're trying to people to understand the, this thing that we always say is never again. And in the exhibit, we wanted people to understand from the beginning to the end. So we want to people to unfortunately see the atrocities of the Holocaust. But and then what was done after that, the the people that actually saved the Jews that they hid in their in, in their houses and all these stories they've got the survivors, which there are very few survivors right now left in the world. And, uh, 
And we've also got, uh, there's a couple things in that exhibit room that I think are significant. One is someone brought me a, a, a Nazi flag, which of course, you know, is not for something I'd ever want to see, but the back of it had the signature of the American soldiers that freed that camp. Uh, that will be on exhibit. And then we also have a Holocaust Torah. There were, I think, 1,700 that were saved uh, by a uh, organization in London, and they lend them out. And uh, this one happens to be in pretty good shape, but uh, uh, it came from a Czechoslovakian town. And we have the history of the town and the history of, uh, of the people that survived and the ones that didn't. Now, these Holocaust uh, Torahs in other towns uh, are different as far as we have one in our synagogue here that was burned. And you see the where the pages were burned and they still left all that. This one was in good shape. And that's the main things we're trying to get across. So those will be the, the, the four pillars are the four exhibits that you will have within the museum. Yes, yes. So also you referenced that CSRA, and for our listeners who might not know what that is, could you define that for us? The Central Savannah River area. There's a question now in Augusta with the tourists and stuff saying whether that's right or not, just like you didn't know. And they're trying to find another way after all these years to say it so that everybody say, what does that mean? It really covers the Savannah River goes through Augusta and it covers Georgia and South Carolina. So that right across my street where I work is the South Carolina and uh, they have their own synagogue and their own uh, history too that will be involved in what we do. So could you give us a brief overview about the history of the Jewish community in Augusta? Yeah, um, the first Jewish person coming here was uh, in 1802. Uh, he was a trader with the Indians and he came here and opened up a small way to have some kind of religious function and uh, and brought in his people. And of course it expanded with his family came in and their family came in and so forth. And then at that point, the people came in and really got involved in the community. And uh, it's something that people, that people in town really appreciate the contributions of the Jewish people in town. And can you give us a, a brief overview <coughs> of the people who created the synagogue that the museum is now going to be in and the history of the congregation that was there specifically? The congregation is from the, the both the conservative and the reformed were in there at some point. The reform synagogue is the one that built it. And the local uh, reform synagogue right now that is CCI, the uh, Children of Israel, that, um, that synagogue started it. And uh, it developed and it shows in the film that we have that people see, you know, that it started out and they had 20 people and then they went into the larger and how they expanded to where they now have a, another location on Walton Way, you know, uh, Augusta is still small downtown and it's growing to the west. So they moved out there in the 50s and probably they need to move even further at some point. So we've already talked about what the museum exhibits will be. So we'll go on to our next question, which was, what do you hope people who visit the museum come away with a better understanding of? Okay. Understanding a relationship between the religion all over the world and that we're all in the same goal. We all have the same goal 
in respect of each other's beliefs. And I think that's important to understand what Judaism is versus any other in order to learn them all. And that the other one is important to know that the atrocities of the Holocaust should never happen again. And that tolerance for all people uh, makes our whole world a better place. Well, I don't think that we could end on a more perfect note than that, that tolerance makes the world a better place. And that is hopefully something that everyone who visits the Augusta Jewish Museum comes away with a better understanding of, of course, the Jewish culture, Jewish heritage that is in Augusta, uh, that is all over the world. And then, of course, we should all be kind and, and tolerant to each other, regardless of our religion. So thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing a little bit about your museum. Now, if people wanted to help support your museum, you are, of course, ha have established the museum. And, right. you know, it's not going to become a parking lot. You, you have gotten out of that danger zone. Absolutely. But you are still working on putting together those exhibits that you were talking about. You have uh, wonderful virtual exhibits that people can visit on your right. website. Right. Um, but to make those exhibits a reality, how can people help with that? You can go to the AugustaJewishMuseum.org. And in there, you'll a very good website that will really explain to you all we're doing and photographs of where we were and where we are. Uh, and you can go there and make donations with credit card or, or anything like that you want to do. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us today. And hopefully our listeners, if you are interested in learning more, can visit a website, which is in the description. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Then Again is a production of the Cottrell Digital Studio at the Northeast Georgia History Center. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps other people discover the show. There are a few great ways to support the History Center. Make a donation online by clicking the donate button on our website at www.negahc.org. Become a digital member to receive exclusive invites to members-only live streams every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And you can register on our membership page at www.negahc.org. We also have an online gift shop with lots of great items for all ages. Use promo code THENAGAIN for 15% off your online order. Valid on anything except memberships and handmade items. We'll see you next week for another episode of Then Again. Thanks, y'all.